Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi there, welcome again to today's Irish Tech News Podcast. Today I'm talking with Lisa Murphy, head of people in Scurry. Now Lisa and I spoke early in the year about how Scurry is helping people to do remote working. Well, because she deals with, they mainly deal with companies who are doing e-commerce and shipping and all that. Now we've got the scenario where since we, we last spoke, we had a lockdown, that came, we came out of that, we're back in lockdown again. So it's good to, to, to chat back with these and find out how they coped in lockdown, come out of lockdown and go back into it again. And especially when it's been near Christmas time, how will their clients cope with it? So welcome back, Lisa. Thanks very much, Ron, and great to speak to you again. Right, so tell me, how, how, would, how did you guys cope when you were in lockdown last time? Yeah, so last time we we went fully remote from March uh, when we last spoke. Um, you know, we were we adapted well in that you know all of our infrastructure was set up um, to to work remotely. So operationally, we were fine, but we did have to find our feet. Um, in terms of keeping everyone connected, and in, in terms of keeping alignment going, and in terms of building culture when you're when you're remote can be quite a challenge. Um, but really, our, our main kind of aim was to get back to the office when it was safe to do so, and we were lucky enough that we did get uh, a little bit of time back in the office before we had to go remote again. So it was very exciting getting in and, and seeing my coworkers and getting dressed properly for, for the first time in a while. So, um, yeah, the feedback was very positive, but I suppose it's a changing fluid situation at the moment and you just have to be ready to return back to uh, remote working when you have to. Imagine if you're at home and you're not, you're not getting fully dressed, you're probably at home wearing slippers, walking around, walking around your apartment, how you're living in, and no one's going to notice that. And you don't really worry about how you look. If no one's going to see you, you're working away, that's it. Whereas when you get back in your office, you've got to kind of act the part and dress the part. And I suppose it's getting back into that routine again is, is difficult. Exactly, yeah. I think it's so important for mental health. Like when we first went remote, um, we, we had a bit of a seminar on tips on how to kind of stay productive and, and keep, you know, your, your mental health in, in a good shape while you're at home because isolation is a massive risk. But there is even very simple tips that we got on, you know, waking up in the morning, getting dressed and walking around your garden a couple of times before you actually start working. Yeah. And, you know, when I first heard of it, I thought, really, will my will my neighbours think I've gone a bit crazy? But when I actually started doing it, I felt it made such a difference because just that little ritual of, of kind of walking outside it, it just puts you into kind of work mode straight away and let you separate your home life from your work life. So I think tips and little initiatives like that that we've done have, have made it a little bit easier for people, but it, it's definitely hard. Well, I can imagine, like, like for me, I live alone. So when you live alone, it's harder in one way because you've known you can, you can bounce off ideas or talk with. And, yeah. But the, only, the good thing for me is that when living alone, I've got nobody to annoy no one's annoying me, so I've no cues for the bathroom or cues for the kitchen or cues for watching what's on TV or anything else, which is great. But when you're living with somebody, you, you don't feel alone as such because mm -hmm. somebody you can talk to. 
Yeah, and I think actually a lot of our employees um, who've moved from abroad, they don't have the family network in Ireland that other people would have. So for them, having a physical workspace is a social outlet. And yeah. even for the, the rest of our employees as well, it's, you know, just your little outlet where you can go meet your uh, co-workers who, who are also your friends. Like we have a, a pool table in the office. Um, we used to have lots of pool tournaments and the one thing that people miss the most from working remotely was that kind of banter at lunchtime getting together with uh, with their friends so I think it is very difficult for people when they they don't have that kind of space to to get together and I guess they miss the canteen moments when you're in the canteen having lunch with your friends Oh, completely. Uh, the birthday cakes. And I suppose even when we did go back to the office, things were very different because with COVID, you know, we couldn't use the pool table. Yeah. We only have a certain amount of people in the canteen at any one time. But really the sentiment from employees were those kind of light bulb moments were coming back, the water cooler moments where you just overhear a conversation maybe in the floor and, you know, you think, ping, that's an idea for me in, in my role. Um, so I think it's the the kind of collaboration and just the, the ability to have those um organic conversations that maybe aren't so formal when you're having zoom meetings and every meeting is very planned or if every moment your phone your phone slack is, is pinging telling you so i had an idea and you're just constantly talking back and forth on that and getting all the work done because it's been used to death slack probably now more so than ever Exactly. And I think Slack is a great tool. It's really good for keeping people connected and having the kind of non-formal conversations. Like we've had a lot of uh, bad dad jokes on Slack that have, have really keep people's spirits uplifted. Um, yeah. We have some terrible jokes, but it, it's great when you're having a hard day and, you know, you log into your, your general Slack and it just really lifts the mood but I think there's nothing like having that banter in in a physical workspace um you know when you're celebrating a win and you can just feel that atmosphere on the floor um I think there's a massive benefit to that yeah and talking about uh benefits how was the benefit of your clients now that they're kind of what benefits did they gain when they when they came back from lockdown that they're, that they're gonna have to miss again yeah, like I think all companies are different. So our, our clients, um, you know, they, it would range from various different industries. You know, I think a lot of companies are set up for remote work and it works for them and possibly COVID has, has made them see the benefit of flexible working. But then there's other companies that weren't set up for it at all. And, you know, it's having a major impact on productivity. Um, so I think most companies are just being very agile at the moment in, in that they're responding to the current situation. But I'm sure there will become a time where hopefully this pandemic will be over and we'll all look back on, on what has happened and how, uh, I suppose, the experience with remote working can feed into current uh, work policies and ways of working. But I think it's definitely different for different companies. You can even see on the, on the media at the moment that there's certain, you know, large companies that are saying that they're committing to working from home forever. Yeah. And that might suit them. But 
I think a, a company like Scurry, what we've seen is that we've experienced both sides of it, but we can definitely see the benefit from having that um, physical workspace where people can collaborate. And it's probably because we're a close-knit team and, you know, we really feel that we get growth from working cross-functionally and having that kind of innovative collaboration um, that you get when you bring people together. Yeah, so I guess in years come, we'll call back, look back at this as the COVID years. And how did we survive that? Yeah, exactly. I think we'll all learn a lot from um, from the way we've we've been forced to work, really. And hopefully some benefit will come from that and that companies may be more open to having more flexibility. But we'll also see what works for us as well and really zone in on that. And I guess right now, the thing is, you, you guys... We're in lockdown, came out of lockdown, suddenly you're back in it again. At times, how hard is that to adjust to doing that? If you're a company who isn't really used to lockdown, or isn't prepared for remote work, and suddenly you've done it, come out of it again, and got to go back in there again. How is that going to work? I think it, you just have to really support people. It's from communication, so... Like in the height of um, the, the pandemic, um, when the, the first, I suppose, wave of COVID, we had a daily update where our CEO would let us know the, the numbers um, of new cases. And it just stopped people, I suppose, from looking at, you know, fake news that was circulating yeah. and have one kind of trusted news source. And, you know, within that, we had a business update as well to let people know when would it be likely that we go back to our, the office. And then when we were planning for returning to the office, we got everyone involved. You know, we, we looked for new ideas for how to strengthen that plan. We took the government guidelines and then we looked, you know, how can we make this a really safe, good working environment for everyone? Um, and I think it's just that regular communication. If people know what we're doing and why we're doing it, it just makes it a lot lot easier. Yeah, for me, I'm thinking of your clients. Like, fact is that if their main business is e-commerce, they've got to go back in and out of lockdown. And now we're coming near Christmas time. And you've got a scenario where if you've got clients in the UK, the government in the UK, you've got the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, saying that we're going to be out in early December. I think December 2nd. Then you've got Michael Gove saying, no, it's going to be a bit, a bit longer. Like, who's going to be the brain that's going to save Christmas or steal it? <laughs> I, th- I, I think no one knows. Yeah. It's such a fluid situation and there's so much uncertainty. And I think it's very hard on employees, uh, you know, not knowing will Christmas be okay? Because that's their, their special time with their families as well. But especially for our clients, we're, we're coming up to peak now. But... You know, you're seeing a lot of companies that have brought their Black Friday sales forward and, you know, people are starting their Christmas shopping a lot earlier. So I think Christmas just looks a lot different this year um, for, for everyone, really. Yeah, and also you got a scenario where years ago, I mean, I mean, I mean, as in last year, not years ago, but last year, for example, everyone looking for a Christmas party. This year is going to be a massive Zoom party and what's it going to be like? <laughs> yeah I know I, I don't think it'll be the same I think I, I've heard a lot of companies planning you know virtual events but really put, putting a lot into it I think you can be very creative with it where you could do maybe wine tasting or still have that fun element and, and maybe try something a, a little bit different but I think when 
the time will allow for everyone to get back together and have a good party. I think uh, that's that's definitely uh, what, what everyone in Scurry is waiting for because our annual company day, um, we're, we're going to hold a, a remote version of that, which will be very different. Yeah. Uh, and that is the one time where remote employees and our office-based employees all come together for a big occasion. But I think it's just, it's about still having these kind of monumental days that you look forward to, but just doing it in a, in a different way because of the situation. Yeah, and I guess you mentioned earlier about Black Friday, September Monday. They're going to become an area this year. And it's going to put more pressure on you guys to get things proper because of what's going on, because of, of the pandemic. So how do you make sure that your clients can actually will be able to cope with Black Friday, uh, Cyber Monday and also Christmas? Yeah, well, I think I suppose earlier on when when the pandemic first hit, uh, we've seen a massive jump in uh, in online sales. Their volumes jumped by 55 percent at that time. So. I think that was a bit of a peak in itself when, you know, people who never really shopped online started doing it and, and they're probably doing that now since they've, they've tried it really. So I think uh, probably volumes this Christmas will be higher than ever with lockdowns. But I suppose the great thing about our product is that it allows companies to scale. Um, so it's it's a positive for our, our clients, really. So we'll look forward to seeing the, the success for our clients through this time. Well, we're lucky now that we've got technology. Like, everyone's got a smartphone. So you can easily go on a smartphone and buy products online. 20 years ago, you'd be on a computer trying to buy things online. And it wasn't easy to do. I've seen, remember those old crude websites where you try and, and do things. And because your, your broadband speed was long distance, you probably dial up. You couldn't do stuff that fast, so it would be hard to try and order things and buy things. And he wanted to get a preview of what you were buying, and uh, it would take about one meg file could download in, in about 10 minutes. So if you wanted to get as quickly, it would be a crude image, which didn't look that great, and you couldn't zoom in properly because you in technology. Whereas nowadays, everyone's got a smartphone, more or less. Yeah. Easier to do it. So in one way, that's, that's great. So technology has come a long way, and we're lucky the pandemic is now... And not at a time of our lives when it wasn't great. Yeah, I think it's it's almost too easy for me to uh, shop online. I think uh, my local DPD driver will be a testament to that. Yeah. Um, in that, you know, you're on your phone, two clicks, and, and you could have purchased it. I know my Apple Pay makes it way too easy that I... Mine too. <laughs> Yeah, I just uh, purchase things so easily, but it, it, it's fabulous as well that, that we're able to do that. Yeah, well, the scary thing is when we were in the middle of the pan, kind of pandemic and I was going shopping, I was able to have a pay on, on my watch. So when I'm going somewhere, I wasn't touching anything as such. So I just press a button there and that was it. And I wouldn't be touching anything. So my hands or basically my, uh, my uh, if you're using a, a debit credit card, that wouldn't be touching any of the machines. So it was safer, and I'm used to that now. And now, in one way, technology has, has, has been great for doing that. But about a year or so yeah. ago, no one would have thought of, oh, my watch can do that, my watch phone can do that. Whereas now we're all using that because of how safe it is. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, cash is uh, nearly abandoned now. I, I nearly feel bad if I go into the shop at the moment if I have cash because, you know, shops want it to be contact free because it is safer for everyone.
God. Yeah, because I remember two years ago when I first got my Apple Watch and I went in a shop and I was paying by my watch. The person by the counter and all the people behind me were shocked that I was just doing this and it was coming through. They didn't <laughs> understand it. Whereas now it's 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 the norm to be able to do that. Yeah, exactly. I know one day I went to the shop and I, I normally use my phone to pay yeah. and my battery died and I thought, God, I haven't even used my card in, in so long. So I think, yeah, technology is really changing everything. In a good way. I mean, technology has come along in a good way. Whenever technology uh, gets in advance, we, we find a way of it being good to us. Because sometimes technology can be, can be there and we can get lazy because it makes us do lazy things. Nowadays, right in the pandemic, it's not making us lazy, it's making us more practical and how we can use it for good. Yeah, exactly. You see that in so many industries that uh, technology uh, can, can be a fantastic benefit. Because I'm looking right now, I'm thinking right now that, that uh, in fact, you can now go and order online and click and collect and go to your local shop and pick it up from the door. That, that's going to be useful as well. That's going to be great to be able to do that. Because sometimes I was looking online yesterday and uh, Smith's Toy Superstores, I was looking to rest something for my nephew for Christmas, seeing what was on there. Certain things they have in the shop, but they don't deliver. You've got to pick it up, click and collect. Other things they can deliver to you. So in one way, it's handy having the, the option of being able to uh, order online and come in and collect it. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic, even with grocery shopping as well. Yeah. The, click and collect you don't have to go into the shop especially when there's queues and uh, stuff like that it's much better same if you're ordering like uh, a nando's you can do the exact same thing as well i've done it before you can click collect as well which is nice because some <laughs> some places aren't, aren't designed for delivery they, they, they've like some shops or businesses are designed that you can buy online but they don't deliver so you have to go and come by and pick it up but uh if you if you're able to pick it up that's fine so they've uh, They've, they've made a, a halfway sacrifice and thing. Well, we can't go fully, fully deliverable. If we can make it into halfway, whereas you can click and collect online and you can pick it up, that's something. Yeah, I think especially with the, with the restrictions that are in at the moment, um, I suppose a lot of companies had the, the last uh, kind of lockdown to prepare themselves for what was coming and there's more kind of innovative ways for how they can continue their business and I suppose it's it's very similar to companies and how they're operating and making the return to office work for them it's just all about it adapting to these new ways and have you guys adapted pretty easily or do you find it hard um no I I think by working together and just you know being agile uh we've we've managed uh pretty well um I think we we put together a good plan for returning to the office and um, we had lots of people involved in that um simple things even like we we hired a, a cleaner um to assist with you know having that office cleaning that daily routine and that, you know, gave people reassurance about their safety. Um, but I think overall, um, the, the transition just by, you know, communicating very well, taking things step by step um, and just being very agile has really helped. Yeah, you're, you're lucky you can do that. I mean, a lot of the guys out there probably haven't been able to do that or not sure what to do. So they could probably look and think, well, if you guys can do it, so can we. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think there's been enormous benefit even to getting back to the office for that short space of time because we now have the plan in place. We've made certain improvements and even just the feedback from all our employees has been so positive that they're able to come in. And even though, you know, we were doing very well, um, you know, over the past year, you know, during times that we're working remotely, I think the growth really accelerated when we got back into the office just from having those new ideas that we're generating, as we mentioned earlier, with those kind of water cooler moments. Um, and I think just building culture is um, is an important point because it's fine for a company to switch to remote um, and, you know, say we're operating okay. But if, if you're doing that for a long period of time and you don't have a strategy in place to actually build your culture uh, remotely, that can have a detrimental effect uh, on employees' well-being. And um, especially we were voted a, a great place to work. Um, we're, we're number 12 in the small workplaces and we're actually the only company in Wexford um, that was voted a place to work. But really the feedback uh, from employees when they were surveyed uh, when we were doing that programme, it was really all about the culture that we have in the office. And that's why a lot of people choose to come and, and work with us where one of our values is fun and, you know, just having that physical space where we have that, uh, you know, fun office environment is what people really value. I guess the value of having the crack, but also making sure that you have that, but it doesn't detract the fact that also your work environment, so you got to work as well. Exactly, yeah. I, I, I think there's a balance, you know, our, our people have a, a growth mindset. I think a lot of companies are that, you know, are startup, they, they hire individuals who, you know, are passionate about growth and, you know, they're all aligned towards the same mission and vision and they're all very committed to that. But I think you spend so much time in, in work and work is such a big part of everyone's life that, you know, you have to have a, a set of values and you have to have that kind of fun environment yeah. to really empower people to succeed. So I suppose our, our number one focus is always to create a, a great place to work. And I think once we achieve that, we can kind of achieve all our other objectives after that as, yeah. as long as their people are happy. I guess it's like a Mars bar work, rest and play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think there's a, a balance to everything, certainly. And if you get that balance perfectly right, then, you know, people stay there because they know that they've got the right balance of, 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 of work and fun as well. Because, I mean, when you when you work in your business, if it's too work like and too studious and too rigid, people are going to get bored. But if you give them time, they basically say, because we're now in, this, in, this, in these strange times and all working, we're going to let you have this now where basically you you can work eight hours a day and we're not going to restrict what eight hours a day you do the work as long as it's done. As long as it fits in with our clients and how our clients work and you can do that time that fits them, that's fine. But we can't have this scenario where suddenly you're going to take the piss and decide basically I'm going to spend most of the day doing nothing, just lying in bed or just uh, watching box sets. Yeah, I think, yeah, and the, the pandemic has highlighted that presenteeism uh, versus productivity, I, I think, is a very important point in that companies will now look at, you know, the output of individuals' work instead of, 
you know, sitting at a desk and, and physically being being present or, you know, clocking in and clocking out and, and looking at hours. I think everyone will be much more focused on performance instead of hours worked. Yeah. Um, I, I think that should always be the case, but m- maybe for companies who haven't had that approach in the past, it'll probably make them look at that a bit more. So before we finish off this nice informal chat, have you anything more, any tips you can give to companies who are now going to be going back into lockdown just before the important business months of the year for them? Yeah, I think it's just important just to take the government guidelines uh, and the return to work protocol, but also make it your own. Really listen to your people, work with them. You know, it doesn't have to be just one person coming up with a plan. And also know that a, a plan is very fluid. You might go back into the office and realize, you know, a certain way of doing things could be better. So just constantly kind of keeping people updated talking to people and just finding what's right for for your company really and i guess also you got to make sure that whatever plan you do it fits all employees so you don't have one that fits all so it can be adaptable so if a certain employee can't do certain things because of where they're based you can do a workaround exactly yeah i think flexibility is key and just you know recognizing that everyone has has different circumstances and just working with them to to make sure that they're working optimally and i guess thing like the a-team a level when a plan comes together yes exactly <laughs> i'm always taking the positivity that whenever you need something someone's gonna have an idea and if you can all fall through there most you can it's great because you don't work for us disgruntled or can't do much work because maybe you got somebody who's living at home and haven't got the broadband connection or they've they've got a scenario where uh, they can't get good, good coffee yeah <laughs> yeah good coffee is is essential i think we've learned to, a lot of people have bought coffee machines to, yeah. to keep them fueled at home <laughs> and i guarantee you you'll be there swapping tips that's a great coffee machine that's a good coffee machine you'll be, you'll be telling them which one to buy and I can get you, certain brands will suddenly realise they've sold a lot more in the coffee this year. And then for, they might realise right away, but within about two days I'll realise it's because of the pandemic. And then they go, oh, they're all coming from, from uh, Wexford. That must be scary again. <laughs> exactly. Well, lovely talking to you, yeah. Ronan. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for, uh, again, Lisa. And uh, hopefully uh, Grinch doesn't come around to you guys and... Uh, Black, uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday and, and uh, Christmas are going to be great. And hopefully the Easter Bunny won't have problems next year either. <laughs> I, I'm sure we'll be fine. <laughs> because I'm thinking right now, at the moment we have a scenario where at the moment uh, Halloween's over, Christmas products are already in the shops. So I'm thinking right now, if, we're, if they're going ahead of things and they've, they've uh, already now planning for Christmas, how long is it before we see habits for, for, for Easter eggs and everything else? I know it's getting earlier each year, but I I have to say I've I've brought Christmas early in my house already. My shopping has been done, and some of my kids have, have wrapped presents already. So, um, scarily early this year I've started. Well, that's not, no no problem with that because what we're going through in a way that that could be a good thing. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to stress last minute shopping. 
Yeah, I know. I, I think people are just looking for something to, to look forward to this year and just getting through this kind of strange period. Um, so I suppose it's it's nice to see a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, you might find a scenario where the last minute you get your products in and instead of wrapping them, you give them in black bags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could be the next thing that's going to happen. <laughs> and maybe, maybe put a little boat and become more fancy. <laughs> anyway, Lisa, thanks so much for that. Uh, and uh, hopefully everything works out for you guys and uh, you manage to, to cope with all what's going on. And hopefully this time next year, we'll be having the same chat. How, how are you coping your fourth lockdown or fifth lockdown? Yes, thanks, Ron. And hopefully, hopefully it'll be different circumstances next time. Yeah. Well, thanks. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks.